0: So our Advent theme um, this year is, we're going to be talking about uh, the theme wild, and wilderness, desert, um, you know, this paints a very apocalyptic picture, right? Like this text, obviously, you know, Jesus says, it will seem like all hell is broken loose, all right, to put it mildly, right? So I took this picture last week, Um, many of you might recognize this, this is out in Malibu, uh, where you know over, I think over eighty-five thousand acres burned. Uh, I go out there and run all the time through uh, through the mountains in Malibu Creek State Park, just close to the uh, close to where this picture was taken. Um, and it was just is unbelievable that you could still you could still smell all of the all of the ash and all of everything that had burned. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Oh, <laughs> Phil is recording. That's perfect. Perfect. Um, you're all welcome to record. That's that's totally fine, and this is available on the website at some point. So thanks to Julie and Bill. <laughs> um, we also have a podcast feed. There you go. Um, so I, I took this picture, and uh, just the sheer force of nature is is unbelievable. And we have moments like this. Uh, where we have these climate catastrophes, where we're, you know, distinctly reminded of how unbelievably powerful nature is. And, um, you know, thank goodness they were able to, to contain the fire to some degree. Uh, we, you know, we obviously know that um, hundreds of uh, people lost their homes. And um, I, I want to explore the the theme of devastation and explore the theme of, what happens to us in wilderness experiences? What happens to us when we've lost all hope, when we feel like we're in the wild, when we're suffering, when we're experiencing this deep pain? Um, it, could, it could be lon- loneliness of the holidays, but when we're in a wilderness experience, um, what what is that like? Where, where is God in the midst of our wilderness? And I think... Um, we can you know, interpret this text in a variety of ways, uh, but through the weeks of Advent, I want to look at what it means to be in the wild. And this is a theme that we see consistently throughout throughout the scripture. So I want to take a, a little bit of a, a spiritual look at this t- kind of strange Advent text. Um, Scott and Kevin mentioned that, uh, to give it away, Jesus is particularly talking about uh, the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD in this text. So in, in many of the, the, the doom and gloom language that has been sort of um, put onto the apocalypse, uh, the, the Gospel of Luke would have uh, probably been written after the destruction of Jerusalem. So the Roman Empire, they come in, they sack Jerusalem, they burn everything down, and they tear down the temple, right? So the Gospel of Luke then comes some years later and um, is telling of this event In this manner. So, in many ways, this has a historical explanation, uh, but we're not going to end church there, okay? So, (laughs) um, this is like anything, has uh, a deeper meaning, hopefully, a spiritual dimension to what it means to be human, what it means to be a follower of Jesus, what it means to be a Christian. Um, So, each week we're going to look at um, the theme of what is it like being in the wild. And I think the church calendar is helpful for a variety of reasons. I know many of us come from traditions where uh, the church calendar wasn't um, wasn't a staple, wasn't part of, of the natural rhythm, but it creates these little conditions for us to to bump up against, right? It, cre- it creates a season for us to say, oh, okay, well, what is what is God doing in the life of the church? What is God doing in our community? And then what is kind of like pulling on my heart during the season? How, how, how What am I not seeing that um, the church calendar and the season of Advent kind of forces us to look at? Because probably I'm not going to talk about this kind of weird text were it not like given to us in the season of Advent. It'd be kind of a strange text for me to, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm probably not going to pick this one. Um, So it gives us those things uh, as people and Christians to rub up against. So the season of Advent every year is this in season of anticipation, right? We're, We're anticipating the coming of Christ, you know, spoiler alert, Jesus is born on Christmas. So we we all know these things, but it's anticipating the coming of Christ. Um, we can sometimes call this liminal space. It's that in-between moment. We've all lived there. Um, in-between waiting, uh, waiting for a job, waiting for test results. Like this in-between space that we often find ourselves living in can be a wilderness. It can be a really painful place to live. Uh, but I think if we're honest, uh, we live most of our lives in varieties of liminal spaces, and what I want to contend here is that uh, Jesus is talking about um, all of our lives are but a wilderness, right? We, we are constantly living in an in-between space, and you could say, Ryan, you're just a four on the Enneagram, so you're drawn to liminal space. That's fine. That might be true. That was an Enneagram joke nobody got, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> But I want to say that Advent allows us to explore um, this like deep imagination of what it means to be in the wilderness. Um, Jesus has said, uh, whenever he says, you know, the kingdom is here, but it's not yet, I think it's another way of saying that. The kingdom of God is here, um, but it's also coming. It's this, this idea of liminal space. So I think deep in the, the Christian imagination is this, feeling or sense of wilderness. Um, we're always living in between. Uh, if I could rename our church, I would probably rename it something like The Wilderness or The Wild or Desert Church or something. Somebody that knows marketing can help me with that. Um, but I think it really expresses this idea of living uh, as a community, living as a, a holy, sacred human being in the midst of this, like, wild, wild world, the desert, desert church. I don't know. I can trademark that or something. Perhaps, uh, like Jenny said, we're living in a wilderness moment in history. Um, I think uh, Christianity is also in somewhat of a wilderness moment at this time. We're throwing out old things and bringing in Um, bringing in ancient practices and throwing out bad theology. Um, We're in a wilderness moment as people of faith. Israelites in the wild. Jacob wrestling with the angel in the wild. Uh, The Israelites exiled back into the wild. John the Baptist goes out into the wild. Jesus and the early Christians often were in the wild. Desert mothers and fathers after the Roman Empire co-opted Christianity. Where did they go? They went to the desert. That's why they call them the desert mothers and fathers. The monastics, the mystics, all found God in a deep sense of spirituality and what it means to be human in the wild. I was listening to uh, uh, On Being this week with uh, Krista Tippett and Pico Iyer. Did anybody listen to that episode this week? Kevin, thank you. and uh a great interview. If you, ha- if you have time, uh, On Being uh, is, a- is a great, great podcast to, um, to check in with. Um, but there's a-, a particular thing that Krista Tippett quoted uh, Pico writing, and she said, you know, we have more information and less space to make sense of it. And I think if we're honest, the wilderness allows us to make sense of what we often don't have space for, uh, we're not typically ones to to go out and um, bring on suffering onto ourselves. We'd much rather, uh, like Scott said, like the end of this text says, what drinking, partying, shopping—the um, easy road is is always a little bit more tempting, right? It's always a little bit nicer just to like, you know, just keep doing the the thing, and you know, we live in a nice, safe like nation and like you know, we live pretty comfortable lives, all things considered, and that's like, that's pretty easy, so the wilderness, these moments that, um, or these, these seasons, like, we wouldn't bring them often on ourselves, like, we typically find ourselves in the wilderness, we have more information and less space to make sense of it, perhaps the wilderness allows us to make sense, a little bit more sense of it, I think this is kind of at the heart of what Jesus is is teaching here. He says, It will seem like all hell has broken loose, sun, moon, stars, earth, sea, in an uproar, and everyone all over the world will be in a panic. The wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom, the powers that be quaking. Have we ever felt like the wind has been knocked out of us? I know I have. I mentioned my friend Caitlin earlier who had the heart transplant. Um, She has an incredibly difficult journey ahead. And I couldn't help but think this week when thinking about being in wilderness experiences of what her wilderness like possibly feels like. Um, As she like physically and mentally tries to cope with the adjusting her body to a new heart, like a a new heart in her. I can't even imagine that. Um, None of us want the wild, let's be honest. None of us want suffering, But it's in the wild that we often remember how important and fragile life is, right? We often don't think about that until we're in the wild, unfortunately. Uh, We don't realize the sacredness of our lives until an unexpected phone call. I think what Jesus is saying here about the kingdom is that in difficult moments, the pain, the suffering is all a necessary part of the mystery of life. The truth of ultimate reality is what Jesus refers to often as the kingdom of God. Advent wild uh, can be expressed in the phrase mysterium tremendum, the awe-inspiring mystery that encompasses all of life, the good and the bad. Jesus said, look at the fig tree or any tree. When the leaves begin to show one look tells you that summer is around the corner. Same here. When you see things that happen, you know that God's kingdom is about here. Don't brush it off. I'm not just saying this for some future generation, but for this one too. These things will happen. Jesus reminds us that these things will happen. This is not some, for some future generation. This is not for some uh, second coming that we should be waiting for um, I can like. I was thinking this week: how many, how much time like Christians have wasted through the last two thousand years, like spending time waiting for this future thing, and what life they actually missed in their own time. Jesus says, "Don't brush it off." I'm not just saying this for a future generation. Uh, so, can we see here that Jesus isn't talking about the end times and Kurt Cameron? It's a Kurt Cameron joke. Uh, I've like never seen. I've never read a Left Behind book, and I've never seen the movies. But I like know but that's yeah, Kurt Cameron. All right. Anyways, um, it's not about who gets saved and who's left behind. Um, who believes and who doesn't believe. What you believe and what you don't believe. What you buy and what you don't buy. It's not about that. At least in my opinion. Um, And can we be honest that when you're in the desert, when all hell has broken loose, uh, trivial belief systems, dividing lines of who's in and who's out, who's qualified, who's not qualified, all seem really dumb. When you're in a hospital room, nobody's talking about your religious doctrine. Right? Most of the time. Maybe, Maybe some people are. Right? When all things are going wrong... Uh, we boil down to like what's actually important in life. That's what the wild does. As Paul Tillich wrote, theology is simply matters of ultimate concern. All this to say when we consider what Jesus is doing with his life and what Jesus uh, is saying with his words is that he's addressing matters of ultimate reality and ultimate concern. So when you're suffering and when you're in the desert, that's strangely where Jesus says, yeah, these things will happen, and you know the kingdom is almost here. Don't brush it off. You know the kingdom is almost here. So when you're suffering, when you're in the desert, when you've lost all hope, perhaps that's where Jesus is saying the kingdom is almost here. It's all part of it. It's all sacred. It's all holy. Before Jesus does anything in the Gospel of Luke, which our text comes from today, he spends 40 days in the wilderness. These things will happen. Mysterium tremendum. It's all sacred. It's all sacred. 40 days in the wild. The wild is sacred land too, and it's often hard to remember that. The wild is a thin place, as the Celtics called it, but we have to have eyes to see it, right? We have to, we have to do the hard work to have eyes to see thin places when our world hurts like hell, because it will, and in a text like this kind of makes that real promise to us, like this is going to happen, it's going to hurt, you will be in the wild, and you will be okay. It's all holy. It's all sacred. There's no explaining the wilderness. There's no explaining it. It happens, and the Gospels, I think, are pretty honest that it will happen. And the church has done a lot of uh, bad work to spiritualize it, or over-spiritualize what all this means. When really, all hell is just broken loose. Not in some future sense, but like in our lives right now. I mean, we're all experiencing some point, uh, some level of suffering. Um, if, we, if we take stock on the last year, we've all been through something. So let's, let's not explain it away. Let's take part in all of it. The Advent season is not necessarily about anticipating the second coming of Christ, but realizing that this grace runs deep within you, right now, right here. These things will happen, Jesus says, not for a future generation, right now. God is present in you in the wilderness. So yeah, let's let's anticipate the Advent season. But in the sense of, what, this, what does this mean for me right now? What is God doing within my own heart, within my own mind, with my, within my own family, within my own community? So let's not look forward to a time when we're out of the wilderness, because we're often living in that space, right? We're often living in this wilderness. Where we're like, okay, there will be a future time where, like, everything's great, and I you know have enough money, or I have the car, and we got the things, and we do the—and life is perfect— in we miss what God is working in our lives right now. We don't like it, but the, but the wilderness is a necessary part of the whole thing. I'm going to go back and read that quote. Sorry. Audible. We have more information and less space to make sense of it. So let's not look forward to a time where we're stress-free, problem-free, suffering-free, stress-free. We have the perfect kids, wife. But Jesus invites us to embrace life in the wild, to let God do that difficult work within us. So Jesus says, whatever you do, don't go to sleep at the switch, Don't sleepwalk through your life. Don't imagine a future version of yourself where you have it all together, blah, blah, blah. But may the wild awaken something true and deep within you in the midst of all of this, a new way of seeing, a new way of being. Maybe the wild can open up a capacity within you for love, hope, and joy that you didn't know and that you wouldn't be able to expect without it. So in the wild, there is sacred work taking place within your being, within your life that is good, necessary, and holy. So this Advent season, I pray that it awakens the mysterium tremendum within all of us. I'm going to close with um, reading uh, just a little bit from this, and then I will pray. Maybe take a moment um, to close your eyes, just breathe and be. Oftentimes we don't get the space um, in our weeks to to just kind of be with uh, everything that has gone on in our week. Don't sleepwalk through your life. May the wild awaken within you a new way of seeing. May the wild awaken within you a new way of being. May the wild awaken within you a greater capacity for love. And may the wild awaken within you the sacred work that God is doing within you right here and right now. Loving God, we thank you for this community. We thank you for the space to to be honest, to talk about our struggles, to talk about uh, what's going, um, what's really painful in our lives and what we celebrate. We thank you that all of this is part of the Mysterium Tremendum, the all-encompassing mystery in all of life, the life that you've given each and every one of us, the life that we find in Christ the life that we find within the love that we experience uh, as we leave this place. We thank you. We're very grateful. In Jesus' name, amen.